Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. And I'm Tom Scholey, author of Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics and Fantastic Four Grand Design. Jim Rugg and I are going to be out in uh, Heroes Con at the end of this month, June 2022. Come visit us. Uh, but before we get into taking a look at Jack Kirby's Spider-Man, which was a rare morsel that we had uh, access to, I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell icon so that we can notify you when new videos are available. That helps to mitigate uh, what we call the kayfabe effect. It's what happens whenever we talk about a comic uh, on the, the channel. We put a video out early in the morning. Uh, by midday, early afternoon, that comic is prohibitively expensive. This one, already prohibitively right. expensive. Uh, and if you watch these videos to the very end, uh, that helps goose the YouTube algorithm, pushes our content out to uh, a wider audience on YouTube, helps us grow our subscription numbers. We recently hit a little more than uh, 62,000 subscribers, but that's just a mere fraction of the 6.2 million that we're trying to uh, achieve in order to feel uh, worth worthwhile. Jimmy's off uh, on assignment. On assignment. <laughs> and Tom, when we were chatting earlier about like, what should we check out, man? Some stuff that Tom would be super stoked about. You mentioned Kirby Spider-Man. That immediately intrigues me. Yeah, this is um, this is actually I I realized I like had never read this before. Like I saw the comic and and the cover looked looked cool and stuff, and I figured it was one of those like early Jack Kirby Spider-Man human torch kind of things that I'd already read that's been collected a million times but I'd never read this before and it's it's you know pr pretty cool you know early, like you said early Kirby working on early Spider-Man it's not something you see every day and just just to backtrack to the cover real quick um we got I mean this is like a Kirby Spider-Man he's not quite on model uh you know there's no spider symbol I love the shadows the way these are like Kirby shadows um, the way it just kind of, you know, goes into darkness there. And then um, this, like, purple, the the purplish kind of Spider-Man thing. A really great look. I, I don't know offhand who the anchor is. If I had to guess, I'd say maybe it's Chick Stone. Uh, you know, but it's, you know, very, like, not a not a typical presentation of Spider-Man. Yeah, I like, I... I do not think it's Chick Stone no. homeworks. Like his his lines are much bolder. Yeah, it's not it's not as bold as Chick Stone, but some of the ways that like the background is simplified and and just just the streamline of it makes me think him. But yeah, I looking I at some of this. On it. Looking at some of this, I'm thinking Ditko. Ditko. Okay. Yeah. See, it, to me, like my other thought was like, is this one of the rare Kirby self inks? Uh, yeah. You know, it just it just I'm I'm not. I'm not clear. I think it's a very bold choice to have this like gray background and like let the red of these characters pop and to go yeah, this like three-year-old yeah. color. Like when you get your first box of crayons and you got to use one of each. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is like outsider art. And then you see there is some actual outsider on art on here or or children's art maybe. Love it. Uh, somebody drawing on the cover. That's that's how I was able to get this comic. If that if that ink wasn't on there, I, it might might have been out of my price range. Sure. Time to pay some bills. Ed Piscor and I are working cartoonists. The best way to support cartoonist kayfabe? Buy our comic books. Red Room, Trigger Warnings. Issues 1 through 3 now available in comic shops everywhere, barring uh, 28 countries and I think 11 comic shops where it's banned. But you can ask for this and order it from virtually any comic shop. Who knows, they might pull them out from under the covers. Red Room, Trigger Warnings 3, the second season of Red Room. Every Red Room cover self-contained, so pick up whichever one you find and you'll get a complete story along with Red Room. Anti-Social Network, the trade paperback of the first season, available now wherever books and comics are sold. 
Hulk Grand Design, Monster Madness, a retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk. I am writing, drawing, coloring, lettering, the whole shebang, the Grand Design way. And this is available now in comic shops everywhere. Both issues, the complete story of the Incredible Hulk's rich history. Pick that up now wherever comics are sold. And back to our regular scheduled programming. Tap into every manga fan's greatest dream with Comixology Unlimited. Get unlimited access to an unrivaled library of over 40,000 digital comics, manga, and graphic novels featuring hit manga titles like Attack on Titan, Vinland Saga, and Fairy Tale. And on top of that, you can also save up to 15% when buying select new and current comics. With Comixology Unlimited, get unlimited reading anywhere you go. Try Unlimited today with a free 30-day trial and just $5.99 a month afterwards. For details, visit Amazon.com slash Comics Unlimited. Sure, but this... The interiors, no question, inked by Steve Ditko. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, it's like Human Torch and Spider-Man team up. Like like the, the more famous stories are ones where they're like playing pranks on each other, they don't like each other. This is like a full on uh, you know, superhero team up. They start off, they don't like each other at first, and then by the end they're they're solving the case together. And it, it and it feels like um it, it feels a little different from the Marvel formula. Like, they, they haven't quite worked it. it. It feels a lot closer to, like, a DC. I mean, it's still 100 times better than a DC comic of this era, but it feels like the same venue. It's, like, this, like, suburban setting, uh, and then there's sort of, like, um, uh, Sherlock Holmes follow the clues kind of stuff. I'm not 100% sure, but very recently, I think John John Byrne might, might own this page and the it's either the original has now magazine okay uh right here or whenever they did like a set some sort of 70s reference though i don't know where this would be reprinted it wouldn't be like in marvel tales i don't think yeah uh but there was like a, a now magazine logo okay there so that almost looks like it's pasted up that live is pasted up i don't know yeah, I guess, I guess they were trying to make Life magazine, and they're making Live magazine. <laughs> right. I don't, yeah. Maybe there really was a Live magazine that, you know, when they reprinted it or something, they're like, okay, we can't use that anymore. Kirby's backgrounds, the stuff that he populates his scenes with, it's, it's all so perfect for communicating the story. Just looking at this, like, museum sequence, and, and, and his use of perspective, how there's a little bit of an incline here. Yeah. It all works, man. Yeah, I, I, I wonder, like, with Ditko inking him, because, again, like, when Ditko does a museum, it's so great. And, and I do wonder, like, if, you know, Ditko's learning from him or, or maybe they're learning from each other, you know, picking up tricks. Now, this panel stuck out to me. <laughs> right. Like, think about you're given the assignment of showing a guy in one panel clipping a wire. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard. But Kirby does it in, like, you're not 100% sure exactly like the physics of what you're but it this immediately reads as like going going as like a totally. guy cutting a, wi a wire and then about to cut another one yeah yeah he's he's really great with like the amount of space that he has to tell his stories and communicating as much uh material as possible very few wasted panels or, or sequences mm -hmm. or moments man like these these all have narrative value this is a great shot and that that feels like that angle feels like a ditko angle you know but yeah. It, yeah, you know, it's it's Kirby. Yeah, unmistakable Kirby proportions right there. Yeah, you, you when you read these like early ones, you do get a sense of like, oh yeah, what if 
Yeah, because we've never seen Jack Kirby's Spider-Man. It it doesn't exist. And and in fact, I think Steve did. I think I read a thing with Steve Ditko where he said, "Oh yeah, I threw that stuff out." Like like when it wasn't pertinent anymore. So like, this this is the closest glimpse we could get of of what his Spider-Man might have been like. Obviously not the costume, because his costume design from from all accounts was very different from this. This feels brutal. Right. He's gonna cook Spidey. <laughs> And how about this, man? I don't know that they use that a lot in the Fantastic Four comics. But that's one of the things that I liked about Kirby is he always, when he established a superhero, he never gave them the same trick twice. Mm -hmm. He always found out different uses. I mean, comics, superhero comics, especially in this era, are about novelty, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and not getting bored. It's, it's a very different approach, and it is... It's very different from Ditko's approach, where Ditko's was kind of like, you clearly define what the hero can and can't do, and then that creates like a narrative tension, where, where Kirby's is like, I'm going to dazzle you, I'm going to keep you off, off guard. It's it's very very different approaches, very valid approaches. Shouts to the colorist, man, for doing submerged mm -hmm. water stuff, because you just can't take that for granted, man. Sometimes yeah. that is just not done. They're still colored the same way, except that it would be all blue around them. The um, Just the body language on there is really nice. Him like sort of sailing in dousing him in some fire suppression materials and this you know this this is like a kirby like um the silver surfer does this to galactus in the coming of galactus you know wrapping him up with and then he like bursts his way out whenever they get stopped in their tracks they're always in snowman form Do you notice <laughs> that and all those things they're never yeah. like in a pose right you know great excuses for for cool angles and yeah, they're they're doing you know detective work, and and uh, you know Peter Parker's a scientist. This this panel here, it's my favorite. That's panel. the seller. That was that was yeah. Th this is the the price of admission that's you get a, on this. That's yeah. the thumbnail. You know, like right. that. Like that is absolutely the money shot. You've never seen Spider-Man put on his mask like that. It looks like those Mark Echo Star Wars hoodies. You know, like yeah. like the Boba Fett one that you zip up to well, the top of your. You head. know, what? I mean, they have a Spider-Man hoodie like this now. You know, <laughs> like. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, Kirby just had a way, even with his own characters, he had a way of, like, figuring out ways to show them in different lights that you've never seen them before. I feel like this is taken from Ditko. Like, he was looking at some Spider-Man yeah. comic or something, that exact pose. It feels, yeah. That's a familiar shot. And this is very, like, this feels very Ditko, like, in the composition, mm -hmm. with the foreground elements and all the Erlenmeyer flasks and all that stuff. Sure. Like, I wonder if Ditko just added that. Did a little... Yeah, I mean, you just don't know, because these these two guys, they're very different, but they do have, like, Venn diagram overlap. And then, yeah, um, Ditko's the last guy to handle this. And Ditko inked his own stuff with a very heavy hand. He would do a lot of drawing in his inking. So maybe when he's inking somebody else, you know, even Kirby, maybe, maybe he's taking some liberties that way too. What, what are we looking at here with all this? Uh, this is like radioactivity. Yeah, it was it was like a special web that he made that was like, sil it was like a silicon web that, uh, you know, conducted cold air or something. Again, you know, tr trying to make a visual out of something that, that is maybe impossible to draw yeah it's just so much fun like the same way we we um talked about ditko's batman like yeah. how much fun it was to see bat ditko draw batman it's so much fun to see kirby draw spider-man page after page but what what is it if it feels timid if, mm -hmm. as far as kirby goes yeah. because the, like these mid shots like having so many mid shots like that that's a ditko stroke well it's it's a little more typical of kirby at this period like he he he, he didn't become like the full in full on in your face guy 
this early. Yeah, 1963. Uh, worth noting that this is published by Vista Publications, <laughs> which is not the publisher of Fantastic Four One nor X Men One. Mm -hmm. Martin Goodman, what was he up to? <laughs> And this is like, you know, a new character created for this issue, the Fox. And again, feels more like a DC character, feels almost like the Penguin. Uh, you know, I can kind of see a Fox in his design when they talk about like trying to make somebody look like an animal or yeah. something. Yeah, he, he's, and he's a shifty fella. He's, he's sly. I, I was thinking, you know, Dick Tracy villain. There would be a Dick Tracy villain yeah. called the Fox who would look like this or something. And this also made me think like, you didn't see the Statue of Liberty as often as you might expect in this, like, early, you know, these, these like, early Marvel books. You know, for a, a book that actually takes place in New York and not in a Gotham or something. Yeah, now, man, you could just find a Statue of Liberty at any angle and just fucking trace that off. Yeah. Kirby's drawing that stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun angle to have it at. And Spidey zipping through the subway. So cool. A little skywriting. Yeah, we were talking about skywriting. It's just such a part of these early Marvel comics. And um, Spider-Man's using like a new way of using his spider sense, where he's like able to find the fox's hideouts with his spider sense. My spider sense is telling me that if I if I move this thing right here, there's something down there. I don't know that you know, once they really fleshed out Spider-Man and his Spider-Sense, I don't know that it worked that way. Like, maybe if the fox was actually in there, but they're coming into these, like, empty hideouts. And yeah, the fox dressed up as an old lady. <laughs> Another comic book trope. Going back to the first Captain America. You know. Yeah, man. When I was uh, looking through this at first, I was like, oh no, man, did they waste this opportunity having Pace Pot Pete as the, <laughs> as the villain? It is, like, Strange Tales is kind of it's a strange comic that that sort of human torch era because it is like um there it's 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 a little more dc it's got different rules they actually have secret identity the um human torch and and uh sue storm have secret identities like that this little town they live in don't know that they're you know the fan at least in the beginning don't know they're part of the fantastic four it's it's almost it's like before they worked out the kinks of this like shared universe it's like oh well each one of these things is a different book and it's got a different you know they're 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 much less fun right yeah the, uh, the you know human torch centric singular stories yeah i mean they didn't last um they um you know the way kirby draws this mask how it's like a different kind of drawing approach to absolutely like, you know, yeah. and it looks like goddamn bud fisher Mm -hmm. or something maybe. yeah yeah Total. jeff ben cooper mask total comic strip stuff <laughs> and the classic ending how many times did kirby draw that panel and you know like this this um human torch and spidey team up is like such a trope like they've been doing it for like years and years and you know and and this this is where it starts super cool to see this stuff man in the mm -hmm. ads dude spider-man is now going monthly he's popular enough to sustain, to sustain a release every four weeks. And the Avengers coming soon. How cool. Yeah. Yeah, a moment in, in history. And then we pad the rest out. It's it's reprints from Atlas Comics and a couple of fresh things, yeah, there's, I believe. Yeah, I, I think they're all, like, originals. Like, I, like I think it... Because at this point, it's, it's easy to forget. But at this point, they were still doing 
monster stories and sci-fi stories and like that was still you know the superheroes were starting to kind of take over but like it's not like one ended and then the other you know started you know when the other started right there there is some overlap there and then they, they usually close off with a ditko story yeah so glad you have access to this stuff. yeah it's it's nice having something like this you know in your hands these like early early because again yeah like most cases you, you can't even get near a comic like this nowadays how long ago did you get this? I got it like two years ago. Yeah. You know, and and it was it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm gonna pull the trigger on that. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a little more than I'd like to, but have this like cool. You know, it's it's the right combination because it's like it's Kirby, it's it's old Spider Man, and then like a story that I never that I don't have that I've never read before. That was you know that that was kind of those ingredients make me bite. And 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 the reprint just would not do. No, I, I mean I've never encountered this in a reprint form, but but yeah, if they have like a Strange Tales masterworks or something, it's not it's you're not gonna have the same experience. Not at all, man. Uh, you good to go? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. Uh, Jimmy and I are gonna be at Heroes Con at the end of this year. But Tom, what do you have out there right now? Check out Jack Kirby: The Epic Life of the King of Comics. Fantastic four grand design. Uh, go to my Patreon to see uh, the various things I've been up to over the past two years. And uh, check out my YouTube channel, Total Recall Show. Red Room Trigger Warnings, Issue 1, 2, 3, and 4 are on the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Every issue is completely self-contained. So if you see an issue in the wild, scoop it up, give it a shot. If you dig it, grab another. You can read all the comics on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Ed Piscor. Three bucks get you the archive for more than 200 pages worth of stuff. And I put up new strips every Tuesday. Uh, Jimmy and I have a spread shop where we uh, sell merchandise, shirts, tote bags, baseball caps, all sorts of swag. Scoop some stuff up. It helps to support the cartoonist Kayfabe channel. And Tom, you being the uh, man of the hour, <laughs> the guest host with the most, why don't you give these guys some marching orders so we can be on our way? Read more comics.